Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Sakala Duma Radio. This is a a Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 24. On today's show, what next for Coach Ernst Middendorp? Uh, there are proposed uh, COVID solutions for the PSL and Amazulu and Cape Umoya United take pay cuts. I am not alone on the show. We have the one, the only Sean Roberts. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, well, yes. Thank you, Slew Dog. All good, my side, buddy. And we also have the general himself, Deco Mudise. How are you doing? I'm good, and you, boss? All good, all good. As usual, we need a little bit of humor to start off the show. And uh, the funniest <laughs> man, apparently, is Sean Roberts. Do you have a joke of the day? Thank you. Not apparently. It's been voted. <laughs> are we ready? So, which soccer player keeps the field tidy? The sweeper. Mm. Oh. Mm. Okay, mm. okay. Mm. I see. I see. Not bad. Thank you, thank you, Zeko. Thank you. Not bad. I ain't gonna lie. I almost thought that I was gonna be able to guess it. I was gonna be. I thought you were gonna say like not messy or something like that. <laughs> I, I like it, Well done. Well done. Sweep is good. Sweep is good. In our first story today, uh, Coach Ernst Middendorp, uh, his job might be on the line. So tensions remain behind the scenes at Naturena. Uh, rumors are that even if Chiefs won the league, he could leave at the end of the season. Uh, it was reported that there was rumored interest in Europe as well. And uh, of course, waiting on the sidelines as has been report, uh, reported a few times, uh, former Chiefs coach Stuart Baxter, he hasn't refuted the idea of returning to the club. He's quoted as saying, look, nothing during my time in South Africa over the years would make me decide to fully close the door on a return. I spent a large chunk of my adult life there. I have great friends, colleagues. Currently, his family is living here as well. Um, and he said, of course, a return would never be completely off the cards. And his reputation precedes him, two-time PSL champion, so the question is, do you guys see Coach Ernst Middendorp at Kaiser Chiefs next season? Uh, Slew, um, I personally don't, to be honest. Um, and just to, just for the record, I think Stuart Baxter said that he doesn't, he was not going to close the door on South Africa, not necessarily Chiefs. So just to, yes, yes. We, don't, we, yeah, we don't want to false quote that. Yeah, um, yeah you know what? Uh, I think Teko can agree with me here. The minute the coaching staff or the head coach is not in alignment with the hierarchy at a team, especially like a team at Kaiser Chiefs, it's not going to work. And this is this has been happening. This is no uh, this is no secret to the PSL. Um, I don't think him and Bobby see eye to eye uh, in terms of signings being made or players that they couldn't keep hold of. Um, that Ernest has publicly said that he, that he wanted to keep certain players that that didn't stay. And this is big. This is massive. Um, even if he wins the league with Kaiser Chiefs, if the league does pursue or carry on, I cannot see him staying there next season. He's got every single right to stay. He's still got another year left in his contract. He's, you know, if he he unless they pay him out, uh, which I don't think they will. But um, yeah, it's it's a big one. Hey? In terms of Stuart Baxter coming back, if he had to come back to South Africa, I don't see him going anywhere else besides Kaiser Chiefs. I think he fits in nicely there. It's no secret that him and Bobby get along like a house of well wouldn't say a house like a house on fire but they get along um the players respect him um he's won leagues he's won trophies so yeah it's it's a big one if middendorp wins the league you know it's it's so hectic to say that he won't be there next season but i i honestly can't see it happening what take what do you think bud um i think first of all this room has been there the whole season i think sean you're right when you say bobby and uh and wouldn't up or they don't see eye to eye. I think, um, first of all, we need to also understand that Kids Chiefs has been uh, a team that the fans actually have more say. So Murindop is not a fan's favorite, first of all, and the most of Kaiser Chiefs fans are not happy with the way Kaiser Chiefs are playing. They're happy with the results, but they're not happy with the way Kaiser Chiefs is playing. And also understanding as well the difficulties that Murindo has. You know, he wasn't given enough to sign players and he had to use the players that were there. And also with come with comes with, with, with the way that also he wants to play, probably maybe didn't have enough players that he can actually use in the system. Mm. And the certain players that are probably maybe not playing, maybe for instance in Changa said that maybe Kate Bobim Daung had like this big idea 
that probably maybe wants to turn him into one of the superstars within the team. The guy's not even having a um, you know great time as well. And we also had rumors as well during the season that Kama and and the coach Midendop they were not seeing eye to eye as well because of the issues that Kama was having. So it's it's always been drama and Kizichis when in terms of the coach whether he's stable or not, whether the fans like him or not, or whether the players are happy or not. But honestly, not to not to bash anybody, but I don't think Kizichis players are satisfied with the way they're playing. They're happy with the mm. results, and uh, and I'm sure Coach Midendop also is 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 aware of that. Hence, you see probably maybe there's always this extended. Uh, conversation in terms of renewing the contracts of the player or the key players within the team at some point Castro wanted to leave mm. because also he probably maybe he wasn't getting along with the coach and we we we, we, we know the history of modern up how how he adapt himself into the teams how he treat the players you know what he requires from the players. sometimes other players can take it others can and uh with the new kids chiefs uh crop now you maybe it's different from 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 how Monodop used to operate, or maybe they're not taking it in as well as they're supposed to, or maybe it's too harsh to them. You know, it's different. Mm. Different players have got different characters. But for me, is is as I don't see, I don't see uh, Monodop next season, even if he wins the league. I think also with him, in terms of his pride as well, I don't think he will allow himself to be in a situation or environment where he probably maybe is not respected or given enough room to work the way that he wants to work. Mm, so I, feel, I see, I see, I see, I see, I uh, see uh, um, um, Stuart coming back because he's a likable coach. He's got that charisma, and uh, he relates well to the fans. And wouldn't up with the vice versa. And we know how Kaiser Chiefs dominate in terms of the marketing space. How relatable you should be. And I don't think wouldn't up actually gives him that. And uh, I think he's a stubborn coach. He wants to do things on his own, uh, his own way, and which is respectable for that. I mean, as a coach, if you want to win things, you need to do things your own way. I think you've been given a mandate yeah. when you sign a contract. I don't think Mudendop is a coach that actually anybody likes at the, at the, at Natura, and probably maybe a few players. Yeah, but you're right. Sean. Yeah, it's it's a good point. It's a tickle. You made a very good point there. When you go to Kaza Chiefs as a player or as a coach. There's a sort, there's certain brand that you need to portray, if, yeah. if I'm fair to say that. And, and I couldn't agree with you more that Stuart Baxter really portrays a Kaiser Chief sort of brand. He's a likable character. Um, he's probably a lot easier to approach, easier yeah. to talk to, a yeah. bit more open with the fans and the players. And I, and I, I agree with you when you say that. I don't think Middendorp is, to be honest. Yeah, if, yeah. Even if sorry, Slu, even if he wins the league, you know, I, I'm sure in the beginning of the season, the mandate of the contract was to achieve win as many trophies as you can. I don't think they knew where they would be at this time of the season, but I think certain things started, uh, you know, uh, unveiling themselves when the season was progressing. Maybe his character coming in based on how the team is performing, you know, and also, also bear in mind that the issues that our Kizachi is facing as well not having probably not sure whether they will be able to sign players next season or not and the bunch of case chiefs players that are not being used right now mudendop sees no plans with them and case mm. chiefs sees something with them so there's there's a conflict between the management and the case chiefs and if you remember sean there was a game that we did when the case chiefs i think it was playing um stelly's at cape town stadium yes I, I, I remember his post his post uh match comments was like uh i think it was he, he referred to to the management, but without saying that yes, guys yes, that are yes. not playing football, you know, they should stay in the office and let the coaches do their jobs. You mm. could see there was tension even there because he lost the previous game against Marisbeck in the cup, and then he came there to win four. So it was you could see from there the tension started, you know, being being more open in the public. So you can imagine the working environment of the coach when the things are like that because because the chiefs are. Always being, uh, always hired a coach that will actually respect the public, respect the media, and all that. Like you said, you know, a person that is, that is easy, approachable, and uh, with the marketing team as well, it's easier. But Modenop doesn't give them them, so I don't see him staying there, winning or not winning the trophy. Yeah, I think I think what they'll come to Kaiser Chiefs is they'll realize even if they win the league they'll ask themselves the question at what cost you know last season they didn't they finished outside of the top eight so they weren't able to play mtn8 this season they have a player with the highest salary in the league and in, in kamabiliat who has been underused and underperformed but most I, I did a fan reaction show uh what's it this week and i asked the fans you know what's gone wrong for kamabiliat this season and all of most of them said he just doesn't fit middendorf's system and i don't i don't think a management can look at that situation and go okay sure but we're paying him 800,000 
Rand to not fit in this guy's system. Mm. Um, it just doesn't kind of add up at the end of the day. So I, I have to agree with you guys. Middendorp is, it's kind of, you know, I, I hope for his sake that the, that, that rumored interest in Europe is real because I don't think there's another club for Middendorp in, in the PSL, to be fair. Um, and moving forward, Kayser Chiefs is going to want something fresh. Mm. Uh, they still have a lot of talent on that roster and they won't want to see it go to waste and they won't want to lose anybody else that might have uh, had a, you know, not seeing eye to eye issue with Middendorp. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that situation. It should be interesting to see how it plays out. Mm. Um, but moving on, uh, we'd like to bring back a segment we haven't had this in a couple weeks uh 10 quick fire questions it's where we get your favorite psl stars and we put them on the spot today we have cape town city's own Mpomakola. have a listen hi i'm Mpomakola, cape town city midfielder these are my quick fire questions who is the funniest guy in the psl that you have played with Tamsan Kabuza. who is the flashiest dresser Dekumudisa. fantastic we love to go over here who is the worst dressed <laughs> oh, let me think. Yo, I played with a lot of people that I didn't dress well, especially in the free state. You can give me multiple names if you want. <laughs> so some of them are going to actually get on me. And I'll just say Shane Roberts mm -hmm. and Zukile Kuiti, one of the worst that I've seen. Justice Shabala like Pirates. I like the multiple. Out of those guys, which one was the worst outfit that you've seen? I didn't think it have to be Ayanda Kaba. <laughs> uh, what is the worst mistake that you've ever made in a match? Being uh, physical with the rev. Uh, I think that is the worst mistake that I've ever made in football. Yes. And being aggressive towards the towards the rev. The match official. Out of your entire career, what's your favorite footballing memory? My first road to WFNB Stadium. It was a Kalim Black Cup. What's the, what's the best goal that you've scored in a match? Oh, I got two actually. There was one against Zanaka FC in the CAF Champions League 2013 in FNB Stadium. It's a goal that sent us to the second round of the Champions League, actually. Nice. What is your favorite car at the moment? Mercedes. Uh, CLA 220 AMG. What is your favorite local food? Favorite South African dish? A pub. Chicken giblets, mm -hmm. chicken feet, mm. and chicken necks. Yes. Yes. Yeah, with Archer on the side. Classic combo. And then lastly, what is your favorite holiday destination? I'd love to go to Maldives. And one that you've one that you've been to, it can even be in South Africa. Devon was really nice. We went there off season last year. And that was a, a very interesting one from from Mpomakola. I, I like the the uh, honesty regarding the ref incident from earlier in the season. For those of you who forgot, uh, he was banned for six months, and then that was reduced to to four games eventually. Um, but he he's very honest in that he said that that was the biggest mistake that uh, he remembers making in his career, and that's a very recent one. But it's very telling. And and what do you guys think that says about his character and him as a person? That that level of honesty and not not making any excuses. Yes, Lou, I think it takes a big a big man, a big player to sort of put his hand up. And I'm sure after he did that, he went into the change room. And I'm sure Teiko can attest to that as well. Um, but yeah, uh, if it happens again, you sort of got to look at him and say, nah, you're not meant for this. But he's put his hand up. He's a good pro. He's a very good player. And um, he is he is missed when he's on the squad. And we can see that when Cape Town City play. But uh, yeah, it, it, nice of him to put his hand up and say that is the biggest mistake. But if if he has to do that again, which I don't think he ever would, he's not that sort of player. You've seen his record for the past couple of seasons. He's big, magnificent wherever he's played at Paris and whatnot. But um, yeah, Teko, you know more about him. You played with him. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's, he's a pro. You know, he's very quiet and he goes on with his business. So obviously what happened on the pitch was a huge, huge surprise, even for me. And I and I for the fact that he, he like you said, Sean, like he 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 owned he owned up to it. I mean, it's it's great professionalism. He shows he takes responsibility of his actions. But of course, for me, not siding with Paul McCullough, but he just looking at the whole situation on its own. I think I've seen worse in the PSL, where none of those were punished and none of those. Uh, um, incidents actually people actually spoke about but of course we need to start somewhere so I'm glad that it started and then with McCullough there was a punishment of course with Vets players as well there was punishment but I just hope that with the consistency you know should be there and often enough those people need to be punished and and also needs to come back to the way players play against each other you know some players you can see that they're going exactly like to break the players ankle or to break their legs I think also there needs to be there needs to be looked at and be punished as well and I think also with the referees there needs to be suspended i don't think others referees they go on to the game trying to do a good job you know i think there's the, the whole psl 
uh, on its own. I think we need to look at certain things that we need to improve to improve our game. Yeah. And uh, the certain decisions that are very tough that people might not like them, but they need to be taken so that the PSL can 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 grow and become better and better so that we can recruit those top players within other countries yeah. as well to come and play. I mean, let's not start on the referees. I mean, that's a whole other podcast altogether. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, couldn't, I, yeah. I couldn't agree more with you, Tickle. Yes, actually, on that note, there's something that I'm going to bring up next week. Uh, Sean Roberts' favorite referee, I won't name him, <laughs> not to say it at all. But he came out and he was like, oh, we should have post-match uh, interviews with referees. I thought that was hilarious. But they love the spotlight. Oh. But that would be dope, though. But, but for, for me, I think that it would be it's five minutes i think even if it's five minutes i think that would be that would be great because of now we could actually see the characters of the people that actually are officiating because normally we don't see the car we don't know the what kind of a person they are because when they're on the pitch they don't even want to speak to any player it's very funny when you see them before the game they'll smile and say Hi. we understand that but once they're <laughs> on the pitch of course they don't want to speak to anybody because they're using the, the cards to actually uh, communicate and i've seen top referees there was a referee that was based in cape town i remember i think it was what was damon or something like that yes. i don't remember his name properly he used to be a top referee because he used to communicate with players. Like yes. you, you knew the characters of the players. Like for instance, you knew Daniel Bennett, another Daniel one. Bennett, Proper. He, Daniel uh, Bennett also was top because yeah. now he used to communicate mm. with the players. He knows the characteristics of the players. We'll go to Katsani, Katsani. I know that you're playing this way, but don't don't go over the top. Don't do this. Too. Yes. And that he was in control of the game. Now lately, he's like, hey, this coaches they're there they're, <laughs> they're there they, they, they want to be men of the matches they want to do this they want to do that so it becomes Agreed. a problem so for them actually to come back and actually speak to the camera and tell us about the certain incidents i think that will improve their officiating they will get so exposed they will get yeah, so exposed yeah, yeah. So they, i think it's really a great will. idea yeah. The the situation what I suggested on Twitter uh, before we move on is that they have to have the screen right there with the highlights so they can't deny anything that happened on the pitch. That's my only <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, moving on, we have the international news desk. Happening over in Europe, uh, some moves are being made. The Dutch FA is set to cancel the the season, uh, so that's the Eredivisie. And there are rumours that the Scottish Premiership is going to make a similar announcement very soon. UEFA is in meetings this week. Uh, they've had the World Health Organization. They had a conference call with uh, with uh, stakeholders across Europe, uh, and it's not looking great. The situation in Europe remains dire when it comes to the coronavirus. Um, it, it, it's always interesting to me to see that South Africa has had a better response to this pandemic than, than European countries like Spain and Italy. But what do you guys make of this? Dutch FA set to cancel all leagues and just null and void the season. Well, first of all, I think the worst is yet to come for the pandemic in South Africa. So I think, you know, the minute the minute the temperatures drop, that's when everything spreads. So uh, I hope I'm wrong. But in terms of the Dutch FA, I think UEFA have actually said that they without the permission of UEFA, they cannot just cancel a league. So it's going to work hand in hand with whatever happens in the next few days. Mm. But if that is to happen, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of other leagues to follow suit. And in terms of us as well, because we are sort of um, uh, synchronized with the European League in terms of timelines and whatever, I, it, it'll be interesting to see if we carry on as well. And I know that's a whole other podcast as well to talk about that, but... Um, it'll be very, very interesting to see what happens over the next few days in terms of UEFA and the meetings that they're going to hold. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess we just have to wait and see. But also, like, like you said, trying to see other leagues also following suit. But for me, I'm more interested in the big, big leagues. You know, the, the EPL, you know, La Liga, and uh, uh, what do you call it? Serie A. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I'm so, yeah. So I'm just waiting for that too, because I know that inter, in Italy the pandemic is very worse there, and also and 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 in Spain as well. So it'll be very, very interesting to see what UEFA uh, uh, steps are. So yeah, we'll wait mm. and see. 
yeah, it should be an interesting one. I think they have another meeting Thursday. Um, and then from there, you know, it, it's difficult to say when they'll make the announcement, but uh, I'm hoping by, by next week's show, we'll have some clarity there because it's, it's kind of tough to, 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 to go on these rumors without, we need official word from UEFA to be fair. Um, but the situation still looks a bit tough, but mm. we'll, we'll keep tabs on that. And, and the implications on the Champions League are, are major as well. Mm. Yeah. So. And especially slow, and especially slow for, for, for the smaller teams that wants to compete in the Champions League because of the value that that goes in with that. Correct. You know, the kind of money that they get in. So it'll be very, very interesting to see because of now, I think for, for, for teams that are normally in Champions League, it shouldn't be the big of an issue because UEFA will always want to see them there. But the smaller teams that are fighting to be there, you know, uh, it's going to be very, 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 very technical for them to actually try and pull this off. But we'll see what happens, whether they're going to cancel the league altogether with the positions that everybody's in. Are they going to get affected mm. in terms of the Champions League or not? It'll be very interesting to see. Yes. And uh, moving forward, we have... Uh, so PSL Stalwart has proposed um, that when top flight football returns that we should move to an 18-team league. Uh, this is our former IX Cape Town Celtic Platinum Stars and Supersport striker Nathan Pulse. Uh, he's now a, a youth coach, and he has suggested that the top two in the Glad Africa Championship move up uh, and that nobody gets relegated. He did say, to be fair, in my humble opinion, um, you know, basically saying, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is the perfect solution. Uh, but, you know, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what, what you guys say about this, because that would essentially mean that despite poor performances, teams like Amazulu and, and, uh, and Black Leopards get to stay up. Uh, meanwhile, IX Cape Town and, uh, Swallows FC would be rewarded for their great performances. Um, what do you make of this, Sean? It's, it's an interesting concept. I don't know necessarily if people would agree with it though yeah I, th I think i'm pretty much on the fence with what nathan's saying um i don't disagree i don't agree um you know if i'm amazulu or, or black leopards or someone like that i'm busy you know rubbing my hands together and hoping for the <laughs> best but the ps you know the, the the psl have been talking about an 18 team league over the past three four seasons so this isn't new mm. um and i wouldn't be surprised if this is just the perfect time to maybe push this agenda uh, the, the, this couldn't happen any other time than right now. Yeah. And in terms of Swallows and Ajax, we'd love to have two big brands back in the PSL, without a doubt. Um, so in terms of negatives, there aren't too many. Um, but going forward, positives, there's more games, there's more supporters, um, there's more players, there's more content to talk about on beautiful shows like this. So yeah, uh, yeah. so Turk, it'll be interesting to see what you think. About. Uh, for me, I always look at the feel for the underdogs, actually. Because of now you speak about um, IX and Swallows, which are very are doing very well, but also you have you know Utongani that is just behind Morocco Swallows. Mm -hmm. That's also a point away from um, Morocco Swallows as well. They'll be sitting there and be like, "So what about us?" Because IX, it's not guaranteed automatic promotion because there's still games to play. It doesn't guarantee them points. We can say that about everyone else, but you you're right. Like when you when it comes to the ones that are on top, of course they especially in in in, in Real Africa League they stand a chance. Of course they'll be happy, and with <coughs> with the ones also. Sorry, the ones in the PSL that are relegation zone, like Shauna said, they'll be probably, you know, happy that this this goes their way as well. But it's just that I don't think any, uh, right now, any decision that's going to be taken is going to be fair. It's going to be welcomed. I think there's people that are going to suffer from this, but we need to also understand that these are franchises. These are, these are, these are businesses as well that people also rely on them for you know, for money and there's there's employees also in those teams that need to earn their living as well. So sometimes, yeah. especially in the in the lower divisions, they're looking forward to becoming the PSL so they can improve their salaries, they improve their revenues as a team. And uh, those are your Tonga and those are your Swallows. Swallows was also invested so much. Mm. Yet again, mm. you're saying you saying to them, okay, sharp Swallows, here's 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 your thing. Um, go get promoted. And now, when are they going to do that? Mm. Are they are they going to be given enough chance to also start signing new players to come into the PSL? So now, mm. if if the decision has been taken, it needs to be taken sooner so that other teams can start preparing. 
Of course, it'll be. You know what, Slew, Slew, just just to conclude, Teko, yeah, you're absolutely right. But uh, these are extreme measures and extreme times and extreme decisions are going to be made. Whether we agree with them or not, we don't know. But, you know, anything is possible in today's world. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a 26 team league. (laughs) But. You know, it's it, it it is what it is at the moment, and I guess everyone is just going to fit in after this. Yeah, if if there's, I don't mind eighteen teams within the league. I've always I've always you know uh, agreed with with the idea. Mm. But what I want also to to say on that is, if there's eighteen teams, then three needs to go out with no playoffs. There needs to be automatic relegation. Because now this playoff thing, I don't think there's certain teams that are still running the teams the same way. I think we've we had this discussion before in another podcast that certain teams are still running the same teams the same way for the. For last 10 years mm-hmm. and they know that we need, just need to have 30 points within the league to, to survive they're not competing yeah they're not competing <laughs> they, 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 they're just there to end numbers so if we have three automatic relegation maybe that might improve the competitiveness that we need within the league yeah good point yes I agree there I think we're going to move on to Sean Roberts secret footballer because uh, there is a discussion around PSL players isolation that I do want to get into but I feel like it's a quite a lengthy one so I think we'll dive on into that one next week uh, because I I don't think there's any guarantee we'll we'll have any fresh word from the PSL by next week, but it is an interesting one. Uh, So let's move on. Secret footballer, what you got for us, Sean Roberts? Yeah, so obviously we don't know who this footballer is, um, and this is obviously around the lockdown. Um, I'm going to read a little bit what he said, and I'm going to take two things out of this, which I find quite interesting. So this guy says, normally I wake up at 5.30 every day, get the kids ready for school, drop them off and go to training from there. We normally go to camp, a day before the match. When we play away from home, we obviously travel the day before, depending on what time the flight is, but now things have severely changed. I do a lot of endurance training, strength training, speed work, and just basic stuff, but I do it every single day. It's one morning and one afternoon session. It does affect us psychologically because we are used to training in groups, but there's nothing we can do because our health and well-being is obviously more important. Um, You also have to know what you want to achieve in each session, and this is difficult, Um, because you never know when the league is going to resume. Financially, this period is very difficult for us and the leagues because obviously there are no bonuses and all that jazz. So um, it's it's very, very... What's the word? So what's basically stuck out to me here is that the, the money regards the bonuses take I've actually never thought of this funny enough there's yeah. lots of players in the league especially someone like Sundowns for example where they're banking on three to four wins a month which is a lot yeah. of money they're banking yeah. on a league they're banking on um, African Champions League which is which can easily add up to an extra million rand a year I've yeah. actually never really thought of that what, what's your what's your take on that uh I think, like I'll say again, for me, I always look at the underdogs because for Sundowns, for for the fact that you 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 in a good you know salary package, I think that gives an advantage in terms like this. Of course, you 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 want more bonuses and new wins and all that stuff, but um, for the fact that you know playing, of course, it's frustrating. But but also, um, I think the biggest thing is for those. Uh, not so big teams that players are not in big package uh, uh, packages, mm. and uh, with the bonuses that come through, it actually helps them to to you know to survive and all that stuff. Because sometimes teams yeah. when you go to smaller smaller teams, they just give you a contract just because you're new, and then when you start playing regularly, it's very difficult for them to actually come back and try and change the contract. Instead, the bonuses actually help you to survive. So I think for those teams that are the ones who are actually struggling more, especially for the players, it's more difficult because of now the challenges that everybody's facing, whether there's going to be full salaries or not in other teams. That's a question that we don't, we that you know we're posing to them. We don't even know whether that's going to happen or not. But uh, but of course for for your big teams, your Kaiser Chiefs and all that stuff, you know they're losing so much, especially the players in terms of the bonuses, especially when they're in the role like that. You you actually know that mm. it's sundowns. I don't know whether they've improved the bonus uh, the bonuses, but but. But, but now when you have guaranteed four four wins in a row, you easily go out with like 20 grand, 25 grand on top yeah. of your salary. So that's that's exactly. a lot. That's a lot that, that comes with, with those wins as well. That that affects that affects yeah. so many people. And and yeah, I can I can imagine because of this is something that we never, you know, saw it coming. This is something that we never even prepared for. So it's it's very, very difficult. Yeah, I mean, big, yeah, uh, big, a, big salaries mean big bills, right? So, dude, uh, no, for sure, for absolutely. I mean, I, 
Kaiser Chiefs don't, uh, well, we know they don't pay bonuses per win, which is quite bizarre, but they obviously get a hefty bonus for winning the league. But but sorry to interrupt you, Slew, but another thing that struck me there with, with this play was you said a lack of routine, yeah. which is obviously very, very important for all of us, not just soccer players, but you must remember as soccer players, we used to waking up in the morning, going to training, putting on our kit that is freshly made for us, eating lunch that is freshly made for us, um, coming back, having a nap, going back to training. And this is all now changed. And I think this is the biggest thing for footballers right now is a lack of routine. Teko, yeah. you, you can probably agree to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because imagine you've been doing that for years. You've been doing this for years every single day, except for maybe two to one and a half months. In, in every year but all, all all this time you've been doing that routine every year so that's why i always say that it's very difficult for players to re, to retire because they're thinking of what they're going to do with with all this time that because normally when you train in when you train every day you know your routine you know that at this time i'm doing this at this time i'm doing this so that's why you find so many players have been scared to actually retire because they know that this they're so used to doing certain routine every year every day for so many years they don't know what to do now so i can imagine the stress that with it's it's with the players right now that knowing for the fact that you wish to wake up at 5 30 taking kids to school now you mm. you are you're waking up at five there's nothing to do you know, you can yeah. only walk around the house so much. And then even if you do work out, you're only working out for so much. Nothing is pushing mm. you. Nobody on the side of you pushing you. Because it's very difficult. To, it's it's easy. Anybody can train on their own. But not everybody can push themselves enough when they're training on their own. But when you're training with Correct. the team, it's much easier because of everybody's competing for a position. So you know that if you're not working hard enough, somebody else is. So now it pushes you to do your best. So when you're alone at home, it's, it will never be enough. So I can understand the frustrations that are within the players as well. But I, yeah, I'll, I'll also say that this is actually the time that actually will build their characters. So hopefully when they come back, the players that never had characters, this will be the time that actually they build their character to stay strong and to stay in tune with what their goals are. Yeah. And and one thing that I think people keep forgetting about this, it's, it's, it's football. You know, you can you, you can train and, and be physically fit, but it's a contact sport. You know, like what if you get back on the ball and you just you get off balance and, and, and somebody shoves you off the ball like it's nothing. You know, meanwhile, you used to be a strong player when, when mm. before the pandemic hit. You know, it's those little things and, and even just like just like control and movement, those things change when you're not able to Slew. be on the training pitch with other players. <laughs> Slew. I've seen players that look very strong, but they were never strong. I see them falling all over the place. So don't be fooled that my players <laughs> have been pushed <laughs> been pushed around. Good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I did an interview with uh, the one and only Aaron Mukwena, uh, and uh, he spoke briefly about his time as a, as a as a youngster coming up in the in the mid to late nineties. There, uh, have a listen to this little clip, uh, and we'll have a discussion right after. What What encouraged me then? Because I mean, it's I mean, I think it was a it was a blessing because um, right now I can sit here and tell you. A 17-year or 16-year footballer um, who plays his first game uh, for the for the national team. Uh, how does it feel? Because then Phil, Phil Masinga made me made me feel at home. Mm. Phil Masinga actually Bromo uh, told him that I'm playing for Cosmos. He didn't know nothing about me, mm. so he told him that I'm playing for Cosmos. Then Phil Masinga wanted me next to uh, next to him every time, so he can. So he can sort of, um, you know, protect and, and encourage me. So I think Phil actually made my life easier at the national team there. So there you have it. Uh, he's talking about Phil Masinga and his guidance uh, and, and how basically previously in the interview, he also discussed how he was kind of thrown into the deep end as a youngster, trial by fire. Uh, and it, it kind of raised these questions in my head, you know, with with a guy like Phil Masinga able to guide you, you, you kind of learn maturity very, very early in your career. And he was able to go the, uh, to the 98 AFCON, make it to the final as a, as a, as a, as a part of that team. And you learn so much. And nowadays, you know, we make all the jokes, 25-year-old youngsters, we, we don't see teenagers on the pitch anymore like that. And so I wonder, is South Africa wasting its young talent by not throwing them into the deep end every once in a while? Yes, 100% yes, that's my answer. Um, it is the only way you learn and learn quickly and learn the hard way is making mistakes early. Uh, whether, whether the young players here have the character 
to mm. bounce back from X amount of mistakes in a mm. game is a different story altogether. That's a whole other conversation. But we will never know if we don't throw them into the deep end. And to answer your question, Slew, that is why we're calling 25, 26-year-old youngsters in the PSL. It's Mm. They, it's 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 not acceptable. 18, 17, 18, 19 guys are making their full debuts in the in the Premier League in England. So yeah, it, it needs to happen more often, in my opinion. And the minute that happens, and the minute we are going to accept the fact that mistakes are going to be made, and we need to build these guys off the field, we're going to get the next Jomo Sono, Fulham Masinga, Aaron McQueeners in this country. What do you think, Tex? Uh, I also think that the coaches play a big part in that. I think mm. we, we now have so many coaches that actually speaks about youngsters, but they don't actually believe in what they're saying. <laughs> you know, we've got so much so much talent, young, young players that are very talented. If you look at this key challenge, you, you look at those games, there's so many talented players that you know for a fact that this one will never, even if he does get promoted, but he's not going to play merely because of the team, the team that he's playing for. It's very difficult for, for coaches now to use those youngsters. And in the beginning, when you're like, your Aaron had a chance to play as 18, 17 year old, your Benny McCarthy's then, they had coaches actually that believed in youngsters and they, they, they had a system in place to, to use sparringly these youngsters so that they can grow and mature. Lately now you find teams that are saying, okay, I'm a coach, I'm going to use a youngster. Here's a dub because the Chiefs against Orlando Pirates, I'm putting in a 17-year-old. Then he doesn't have a good game, he doesn't play anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you need to also understand the characters of the players as well. Sometimes there's players that are very young, that have a strong character. Yes, you can put them, you can throw them under the bus and they'll actually rise up and, and be stronger players. Sometimes there's players that are very talented, but they're very, very, uh, you know, soft in yana. So you need, to, you need to take care of them. You need to nurture them properly. So I think also the coaches are the ones that actually plays a big part. So now yeah. they can't have an excuse that there's no development structure of the 18, 17 year old T-Ski challenge. Mm -hmm. Every team has Every every PSL team has players in that in, in, in that in, in that division, so they need to look at those. Instead of spending so much money, like for me, I, I, I've always said, instead of spending so much money on foreign foreign players that we never know of, that they're not even better than what we have, you know, invest that money in the younger ones that are coming through, so that we can have a better Bafana Bafana team, so that we can have a better Olympic team, so that we can mm. have a better PSL players that are actually very good. Yeah, I think I, I think sorry, Slu, um, and just to turn that on its head. Uh, to turn that around there, Teko, I think the reason the coaches don't do it as well is because the lack of job security in this country. True. The minute they put someone so young on the field and he makes a mistake, it's going to cost him at the end of the day because yeah. no matter who you are, a, a club here is probably the only place in the world where they'll quite happily go through five, six coaches in a season. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, un, it's unheard of. So why would a coach take that risk? And that's the problem we're sitting with. Definitely. And one other thing that, that I hate seeing is, is this idea that, oh, I'm not going to put a young player in because I, I want experience in the side. And, and I've always had an issue with this because there's certain players who get away with being the experienced player. You know, I have experience. And so then they, they underperform, but they're still in the starting 11 the next week. And I just go, why not give a youngster a shot? Because one, how does the other team predict that young players performance that game you, you don't know mm, whereas mm. it's very easy to see what an experienced player who's there week in week out is going to do especially if they're complacent so this this interview with Aaron McGuinn was very eye-opening for me because it made me realize that um, you know it's sure it's a risk you know you know yeah. I look at England for example Wayne Rooney got his start very young Theo Walcott also got his start very young two very mm. different trajectories but the same idea behind it it's give a youngster a shot see what he can do and I think we should be doing that a lot but, more in the but PSL. But just to add on that, just quickly, it's it's also you need to look at also so many youngsters within 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 the country right now. They they I don't think they've got the character to actually make it in the PSL. Not to be negative, but the fact is, when when back in the days when you had those seventeen year olds, eighteen year old Benny Makatis and Aaron McQuenas with Stephen Pinars, they were not popular on TV. Nobody who knew who they were, so they wanted to make it. They wanted to make it. They wanted to be pro pro footballers. They wanted to 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 be known in the in the football industry. They wanted to be big players. So now they were not given enough opportunity the youngsters to be shown. Hence, they were working so hard to so that when this when the time comes, they're ready to actually to to play the way that they're supposed to play and make it in the PSL. Mm. Lately, now 
we have this Azlali challenge where players are exposed, the players are being profiled as 17, 18 year olds. None of them is making big in the PSL because they're getting exposure so so early. Mm. Mm. You understand what I mean? Sometimes that we need to understand the characters of South African footballers, characters of Southern African footballers, not only South Africa, your Zimbabwe, your Zambia, your, all, all those type of countries. You're very, you hardly see an 18 year old making it somewhere. It's very difficult because we don't have the strong characters that players used to have. Also, the time change we can't blame them we understand that the challenge is what they have but i'm just saying also it contributes to the to the coaches as well thinking that you know what if if, if i have to play him i'm, I'm not sure whether he's going to play the way that he played in this uh, challenge because some some players you can see them they're very comfortable playing there. They don't want to make it to the PSL. Because at that time, they know their football of the year in Diski's Lali Challenge. They, they, they're everywhere. On social media, they're everywhere. So now the focus has been changed now. They want fame. They don't want to play the game. So sometimes it's very difficult for a coach to actually differentiate whether the player wants to make it or he just wants the fame. Because you see so many footballers within the PSL that I actually think that they don't deserve to be in the PSL because they want fame. They don't want to play the game. Mm. You know, once they're famous, that's done. True. They don't want to actually continue with that. I, I score six goals in the season. I'm done. Everybody knows my name, where I'm coming from. I'm good. They don't want to be. They don't want to be part of the national team because I don't think it's it, there's a pride anymore to play for the national team. Players don't want to go overseas because not many South African players make it overseas. So there's so many factors that are affecting these players to actually grow. And I think we 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 need to change the mentality. And also starts where it starts with those 18, 17 year olds. I thought after Pesita, there will be another story. But the question is, how many more years we're going to wait for another Pesita? We're not trying to make another Pesita, but can we have a successful story like his, where he was playing for a disc challenge, it came to the PSL, he continued, it grew, he became a mature player, boom, overseas. Not everybody's going to have the same route, but can we have also the continuity in terms of that? Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you there. Let's look at uh, this week in football history. Today we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. So this week all the way back in 1954, Liverpool ended 50 consecutive seasons in the top flight with a 3-0 loss to Blackpool. They would not return to the what was then known as the English First Division. They wouldn't return for another 80 years. Uh, before making it back up uh, this week in 2013 during a 2-2 draw with Chelsea in a Premier League match at Anfield Sean Roberts favorite player Luis Suarez <laughs> took a bite out of Branislav Ivanovic <laughs> this was the second time Suarez had bitten an opponent and it wasn't the last time either he did it again at the World Cup the very next year yeah. uh, so uh I don't know about you guys. I'm a little bit hungry. Let's grab a bite to eat after this. Um, <laughs> and then uh, also on a more somber note, uh, but remembering a great this week in 2015, we lost the legendary John, a.k.a. Shoes Mushueu, uh, to yeah, stomach man. cancer. Five years on, RIP, we'll never forget you, man. And then we have Crystal Palace. Claiming to be the world's oldest football club, I will pass this story on to a player who used to be at Crystal Palace as a goalkeeper, Sean Roberts himself. What's up? Um, so I, I I disagree with this, actually, because when I was playing at Sheffield Wednesday, when I was breaking into the first team, on a very, very cold night, minus three degrees, we played, at a club, played against a club called Sheffield FC. So you can actually Google this, mm -hmm. and I'm right that they were founded in 1857, and I managed to play the 10,000th game in I think it was 2001 Ooh. or 2002 when I was there. Mm -hmm. So Crystal Palace, in my opinion, are not the oldest football club in the world. Sheffield FC, not Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield FC. And um, yeah, man. And I used to live in a place called Loxley and Loxley is where Robin Hood was buried. So very wow. interesting. Yeah. Very wow. Good. That's interesting. Yeah, right? I, I I used to be around that area. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go there for walk and stuff. Yeah. Very, very cool. And I think I think for clarity, we should also let people know this is uh, like the oldest officially organized football club. Of course, football as a as a sport, as a concept, that I don't think is English by 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 origin. I think it it has it has different origins depending on who you ask. But Crystal Palace are trying to claim to be the world's oldest official football club. But Sean Roberts has a dispute. So I disagree. We shall, see. <laughs> we shall see what they. I mean, they're only making the claim. They haven't been. 
uh, like it's not a Guinness thing, you know, we yeah. don't know, yeah. so we'll see. <laughs> Just a claim, uh, for sure. Yeah, and then uh, we have to talk, of course, on Amazulu and Cape Umoya United's pay cuts. Uh, so firstly, with Amazulu, they've come out and said that there's going to be a temporary employer slash employee relief scheme for assistance with unpaid leave and added that if this is success, uh, sorry, if this is successful, there will be a payout of between 3,500 Rand and 6,700 Rand per employee, but there's going to be major pay cuts. This is worrying to me, especially because this is the first month after the, the lockdown started. So this is only month one. Mm. Uh, we don't know how much longer it's going to go for. And then Cape Umoya United also announced that they're cutting salaries by 50%. So what do you guys make of this? They're the first dominoes to fall in what we kind of expected to happen. Sean? Yeah, it's uh, it's scary, hey? Um, I spoke to a couple of Amazulu boys this morning and they still haven't heard anything. So um, they have been issued a letter saying that salaries will be cut and uh, blah, blah, blah. We're waiting to hear, but they still, they are still in limbo. They have, nothing, they have nothing to show for it, which is, must be so frustrating sitting at home and waiting for that phone call. Mm. Um, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, obviously Amazulu rely on big uh, sponsorships from spa, uh, television rights, et cetera, et cetera. And unfortunately it's come to this and I suppose it's inevitable that it would have come to this, but I hope other clubs now don't just follow suit. Uh, Cape Pomoya, okay, uh, first division team, no budget really, understandable, but I'm hoping we can just get back on the field, finish this league and just look towards next season. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't people buy groceries at Spa? They do. <laughs> <laughs> but but for, for, for me, what's, 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 what's my concern is I think players need, needed to be notified earlier you know, so that they can make necessary adjustments. Because um, I think for a team, if 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 you're two months, three months into this lockdown, we understand that. But on 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 or you know, one month, and then you're deciding like you're not gonna have a salary cut. I think as a team, you need to have consideration as well. As much as you want players to consider, but I think you need to give them enough chance actually to make necessary plans because now it becomes a salary shock yeah and you imagine for those guys you know they you, they everybody's got their own responsibilities and uh, and for me i think it's it's i think amazulu i don't i don't think anything that i've done this isn't made sense i don't think there's anything actually that they made this isn't that makes sense to me and <laughs> for this to come through it actually add, add on on what they've been doing all along yeah. You know, they decide, they're deciding that they're going to cut players' salaries. So mm. first, you need to have a conversation with the players first and make them understand what's what the challenges are and what might what they might expect come next month. That's what you do. Mm. That's how you run a company. You can't just come now and say, hey, guys, by the way, uh, uh, you're getting paid in five days, but just know that you're going to have a salary cut. That's unfair, ah, on, you know. That's unfair, and uh, and also he's doing this knowing for the fact that the the team is lying down there at the bottom, so nobody will actually complain because once you start complaining, they will say, "What have you done to help the team?" So now it's a very tricky situation for Amazulu players. For other teams that are glad Africa, where there's no sponsorship, we understand. Yeah. But in the PSL teams, don't use the position on the log to actually try and cut players' salaries just because you can and you want, you're expecting everybody to understand without any notice. That's unfair. Yeah, true. And 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 on the and on that, uh, weirdly, Cape Moya United, even though they're Glad Africa Championship, uh, they've been more open about like communication with their players than Amazulu has. And so, um, you know, and what's even wilder to me is and and not to you know not to bag on any team, but I expected a different PSL team to 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 be the first domino to fall. To be honest, with all of the financial struggles they've gone through, I thought it was going to be Bloom Celtic, but. You know, Amazulu being the first is also not a surprise, but I'm just surprised that um, at the same time as a, as a Glad Africa Championship, they're making this announcement that, hey, Slu, we're going to have to cut this drastically. Slu, it's but month Slu, one. It's month one. <laughs> That's yeah. my issue. It's one month. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And we're also, not being locked down for three months. It's one month. So clearly, 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 it's, it's the same thing as, as Slu, if you look at it. When the off-season, at off-season, there's no games, there's no television rights, there's nothing. Mm. But players are still getting paid. Mm. Mm. It's the same situation right now. Same thing. What is different between so, now and the off-season? 
just 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 highlight to me that so why amazon is doing that because mm. that's what i'm saying yep. that they, they they're taking advantage for the for the fact that they know that the players have been playing all season <laughs> and they know that they can do whatever they can because i mean at amazon i don't think there's there's a player that goes to training knowing for the fact that my training kid is there because you might find out you get there like hey chief you're suspended you don't even know <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they meant to send you home. Even you the know, coach, you know. So, yeah. So, son, we cut you off there. No, no, I was about to say, Slu. Um, if you look at Bloom Celtic, that they've been in lockdown for six months because the players still haven't been paid. Uh, <laughs> they, <they've> been, <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's where we at. Oh man, but uh, yeah, it's a situation we'll have to keep our eyes on. We hope that the dominoes won't fall too quickly. Hopefully, the other mm. teams have uh, have an accountant who's who's made provisions and 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 know what's going on. But moving swiftly forward, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to the FIFA E Nation Stay and Play Cup. For those who don't know, FIFA have partnered with obviously their their, their sponsors EA uh, for 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 gaming, and uh, they've created an online competition for nations during lockdown, affecting most countries whose competitions have been suspended. Belarus not included. So in in this uh, FIFA tournament vibe, we've got players like uh, Sibusu Suvulagazi uh, from Sundowns. We've got cricket player Gahiso Rapada and uh, uh, superstar hip-hop artist Casper Nyovest and even gamer Young Savage. They're participating. Here's some highlights from that. It's it's just an interesting thing you guys might want to check out, so have a listen. Hi guys, Gahiso Rapada here. During the lockdown, I have been trying to stay as healthy as possible by eating right Uh, working out and also trying to be as productive as possible and trying not to lose touch with my friends and also my loved ones. I'm really excited to be competing with Spoo, Casper and Tabo in the Stay and Play tournament. It's going to be epic and hopefully we can bring the trophy back to South Africa. So please do support us. And now that we've got that out of the way, we have a va-va-voom car of the week, Mr. Sean Roberts. Va-va-voom. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This car of the week comes from my boy, Musa Bilankulu. Um, he is driving my favorite car at the moment, and I think, Teko, you'll attest to this as well, the beautiful new Audi RS3. He drives yeah. a beautiful Ooh. black one. Yeah, it is, yeah. oh, man. I had a chat with him this week about it. He absolutely loves it. Um, Coming in at a staggering 903,000 Rand, which, if you think about it, is a ton of money for a five-door hatchback. Yeah. But yeah. 0 to 104.01 seconds, comfortably being the quickest hatchback on the road today. Handling, look, interior, all, ma- all magnificent. And let's face it, you cannot go wrong with an Audi. The only flaw, I think, is that when you start adding the extras, which is what you really want to do in terms of the 19-inch wheels and the reverse camera, you start hitting the 1 million RAM mark for a car. For a car. So all in all, for me, a 9 out of 10, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it is a beautiful car. That, that's a nice car. If, if I was him, to be honest, during lockdown, I'd just go into the car and sit there for a while every now and then. Because come you on, can't drive son. anyway. No. Come on. Son. No, because come like on. with the sound system, I, oh, come on, guys. I'd just sit there for a while just to get away from the family for a second. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it is beautiful, though, man. If you jump on Instagram and go check it out, you'll see yeah, it. Yeah, no, uh, he drives a beautiful, beautiful black car. one. It's very, very beautiful. Oh. Will do, will do. And uh, let's uh, close off with a motivational quote of the week. I think everybody needs it, uh, given uh, the fact that we haven't been given much reassurance as to when things will get back to normal. So, Sean, please motivate the peoples. Yes, and this really hits home. Um, Bruce Vuma from Chiefs, the goalkeeper there, he says, happiness comes in waves. It will find you again. There we go. Thank you very much for that one, Bruce. Uh, that waves. <laughs> and that is how we finish off episode number 24 of the car wash uh stay tuned uh, we're going to be making a big announcement real soon hopefully this week uh as regards to uh where else you can listen to this show we're obviously always on spotify apple google play and sl radio uh so make sure you stay tuned it's always a pleasure bringing this to you uh even if it's from isolation so until next week sayonara folks adios cheers Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Sakala Duma Radio. This is a Sangana Corner.